peoples of the worldwide federated internet. What's good? For all of the people who appreciate and enjoy my content, I have no idea what will happen in this current social media purge. I don't know if you're familiar with the things that are at play. Social media is getting rid of many channels. Um, Many voices are going away. Most of it has to do with politics, but... I am not naive. I am not stupid. If there's one thing I have known for years, excuse me, as I adjust my microphone, it's if it's one thing that I've known for years. It's that normally what happens across culture is normally a precursor to what is going to happen moving forward or looking at the church. I remember when a lot of the, the riots and protests were going on throughout the summer for months on end. I was talking to some friends and I was like, yeah, it, I mean, we can see everything for what it is. The true target most of the times is really the church, because if if the if the point is to attack ideologies, then who has an ideology that runs more contrary to the world than the church? Now, I didn't mean to start this video out with all of that, but the reason I said all of this is. My page could be banned for a number of reasons. I'm unashamed about believing the Bible cover to cover exactly what it says is true. What the Bible says is wrong is wrong. What the Bible calls sin is sin, period. Whether I'm guilty of this thing or not, if the Bible calls it sin, it is sin. I will not back down from that truth. So high probability that my pages across social media will be banned. For those who enjoy the content, enjoy the discourse, enjoy talking about the Bible. I don't I don't do this to make a bunch of money. I don't get anything from this. I have a very small following. But if you enjoy my content, you can shoot me an email at brooknomsworld at protonmail.com. Just in case I'm booted off the Internet, you know, I don't mind chopping it up with people uh, concerning the Bible. I'm never opposed to a Bible conversation. Just wanted to get that out the way just because you have no idea what's going to happen in this day and this age. And we can act naive as though this will not come to the church. Truth is being attacked. And if ideas are being suppressed. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the father, but by me. So that will definitely be on the chopping block. You can bet that. Anyway, let's get into this. The book of Genesis. Um, we're going to pick up in chapter 26 and verse 12. And Isaac sowed in the land and received in the same year an hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. So we see God blessing the work of isaac's hands and verse 13 
And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until it until he became very great. So clearly Isaac is growing in both substance and influence. It's kind of hard to grow exponentially in this way and not grow in influence and influence. This is just something that happens naturally. In verse 14. Now, this is where things get little interesting for he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and great and a great store of servants and the Philistines envied him. That word envy means to feel uneasiness, mortification or discontent at the sight of of superior excellence, reputation, or happiness enjoyed by another, to repine at another's prosperity, to grudge, um, uh, to withhold maliciously. Envy is one of those things that is probably one of the most cancerous of of emotional, um, uh, emotional directions of mankind. Envy is very destructive. So I kind of wanted to pause there and just show why this is such a, why this is such a, a, a big deal. Like envy is one of those things that we all know about. We've all both been guilty of and have probably receive the results of some envy, but we probably don't think about its far reaching impact and just how bad it actually is. So I want to go to some verses. Um, first, I'm going to go to Proverbs 14 and verse 30. The Bible says a sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy the rottenness of the bones. That word sound means entire, unbroken, not shaky, split or defective. So sound is something that is stable, is something that's rooted, is something that is grounded. That word rottenness is the antithesis of sound, the exact opposite side of that coin. Um, Rottenness, the state of being decayed or putrid. Uh, uh, Cariousness, putrefaction or putrefaction, unsoundness. So the exact opposite of, of what sound is, and this is what envy produces envy produces instability something that shaky split not sound not grounded things that are not grounded don't really stand too well in the book of job i'm just i don't and the reason i'm doing this is because this this kind of matters moving forward because you'll you'll see things that that happen to um the seed of abraham moving forward coming from different um, nations. And a lot of it is based on 
envy. Envy. This is this is what happened between Cain and Abel. In the book of Job, chapter five and verse two, the Bible says, for wrath killeth the foolish man and envy slayeth the silly one. So, again, the Bible's clearly showing that envy is a very destructive thing. A lot of times we think of wrath, we think of anger, which are all bad things, things that that should not be. This, this should not be a lifestyle. This, this shouldn't be something that defines you and all those things are bad. But we, we, we think about envy. I'm not going to say people don't, don't consider envy and don't consider it sin and or bad. But I think sometimes envy is looked at as something that, oh, you know, yes, yeah, just a little envy. No, this is actually a bigger deal. In the book of Romans chapter one, and I'm sure if you know if you're familiar with the book of Romans, you're familiar with everything you know covered in chapter one. Listen to one of the things that's mentioned among among these sins. And if we were humanistically judging, right, we would probably not put this this here. But the fact that this is placed here should kind of get something rattling around in our brains being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignancy, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, deceitful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, um, without understanding um, covenant breakers without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, uh, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Let me repeat that who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do so. So I would admonish you read the, the full um, uh, chapter, uh, book of Romans, chapter one, to kind of get a full context of what's going on. But when you do that, you'll see, well, man, the fact that envy is mentioned in here is probably a bigger deal than I probably initially thought. And this look, this envy is something that I've been guilty of. And I, I want to say something, but let me. Uh, first, before I say that, let me read the book of Proverbs, chapter 27 and verse three. The Bible says a uh, is that where I wanted to go? Proverbs 27, three, blah, blah, blah. I am not sure if this is the verse I wanted to go to. Uh, OK, yeah, it's actually verse four. Um. Wrath is cruel and anger is outrageous, but who is able to stand before envy? So wrath and anger, definitely some things you don't want to be on the receiving end of. But but what the Bible is showing is, yeah, these things are terrible, but envy, yeah, envy is the next level. One if it's one thing I learned is people who are envious are arguably the most un 
reasonable people on God's green earth. Because there's no rhyme or reason and there is nothing that will appease this person. And and I think that's what the Bible showing that this is like you don't just overcome envy. Somebody who's envious is not thinking rational. They're not stable. They're ungrounded. And there is almost nothing you can say to reason with this person. They do unreasonable things. Things that if the average person were to look at, it would make you think like, wait, what? Huh? I'm going to show you. We got we got actually see this played out in these very portions of scripture. Verse 15. Um, For all the wells which his father, Abraham, servants had digged in the days of Abraham, his father, the, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. Now, let me ask you a question. What does a well do? It provides water, drinking water. Why would you stop? Think about the unreasonableness of this. They're so envious of the blessings of of Abraham and the blessings on Isaac that they would stop up wells that they benefit from themselves. Now there's, there's a lot more to this in, in a spiritual picture. I understand that. I'm not going to tell you, I understand all the ins and outs, but I know there's a lot more to this than the surface level story. But the point being is look at what this envy drove these people to complete madness. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, go from us for thou art much mightier than we. So they can't stand it. Find a person that's envious is only so it's only so long. So much of you they can take and they don't want to be around you. And we we see that here. Abimelech is like, all right, you got to go. You're you're mightier than us. We can't take this. We don't have what you have. It's time for you to bounce. And verse 17, and Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. Now, typically speaking, I'm no uh, I'm, I'm not going to proclaim to have vast and great understanding of this. But typically speaking, I, I believe I understand this correctly. Dwelling in valleys is typically, especially at this point, not seen as the best place to be. Uh, you definitely did not want to have the low ground. And this is where Isaac goes. But watch, watch what God does. So there's been times in my life where I have been envious of, of people, envious of, of the things they have, of, of what they've achieved. You, I realized at some point that one, that violates the greatest commandment, loving your neighbor as yourself, complete violation of that. Would you not want to succeed yourself? So why would why wouldn't you want this for your neighbor completely out of pocket? But there, there were definitely times in, in my life where I've envied. And I'm telling you, the what some of the most irrational thoughts I've ever had. But the thing is, you envy a person. And even when that person, well, I'm just going to go ahead and read this this next verse and you'll you'll see where I'm going. And Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham, his father, for the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well spring of springing 
water. These people envied Isaac. They sent Isaac away. They wanted him out of their presence in a valley, the place where people didn't typically dwell. If I'm not mistaken, you can you uh, scholars out there can correct me if I'm wrong. But if I'm not mistaken, people, especially during this time, typically wanted to have the high ground. So here it is. They kick him out the city. He's in this low lying area. And yet still we see God's blessing. And what happens? He just finds a wellspring of water right there. And that's the thing. Envy never gets you anywhere. You can you can envy all day long. And that's what I was going to get at the people who I've envied. It seems like the more envy these people get and that that envy lends itself to hatred. But it seems like the more envy these people, the more successful they are. I, I, I think sometimes God does this on purpose. This is just the way it works out. You in the, the people you envy and that you have animus and and uh, some hard feelings toward. They normally wind up having great success. <laughs> so I guess that's a surefire way to ensure the success of your enemies is envy. Huge problem. Um, like I said. That to envy. Violates the greatest commandments. Envy brings destruction. People who are envious are unreasonable. If somebody has attained something that you would like to obtain or or has gotten somewhere that that you'd like to get in life, this is what I do personally. I'm not trying to make this some kind of motivational speech. I'm just being honest with you. When I see something somebody's done and I think it's something great or something monumental, what I say to myself is, okay, what did they do? Let me look at what they did. Not not to do exactly what they did, but if they attained some success in some area that I'm trying to attain success in and they've already gotten there. OK, cool. They got the blueprint. I can I can learn some things from what they did instead of being envious. And this is what I this is part of what I mean about envy, envy leading to jealousy and really robbing you of an opportunity to grow. You could I could easily look at people who are definitely greater than me in Bible study and be envious and wonder, well, man, how can they understand this? or Understand that what I do is I look at people's study techniques. I look at the things that have helped them out. And some of them same tools and study techniques have has helped me. Now, I might not attain the status that someone else has attained in whatever area, whether it's Bible study or anywhere else, but you can definitely move forward, learn and build upon what somebody else has done instead of being envious, which leads to you being unreasonable, which leads to anger, which normally doesn't lead to anything good after that. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.